Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am back this week, as always. <laughs> I feel like a broken record here, but I'm just super pumped to be back. This is literally my favorite thing. Um, I had so much fun recording and putting out and almost throwing up about last week's episode, and I just want to say thank you, everyone, for the feedback. Um, I've gotten a lot of messages about this episode, which makes me feel so much better about putting it out and um, just knowing that it was the right thing to do because it was scary and vulnerable and it included a lot of numbers and I just felt super weird about it and it was so much fun to put together. (laughs) So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And if you have a friend that is interested in working on goals, please send them that episode. It's a funny one. Uh, I go deep into what my goals were for 2020, my biggest mistakes, and what I learned. So um, good, fun stuff. So, okay, a couple announcements. Um, The winner of Rachel Besser's shadow, mini shadow session. She's amazing, you guys. Uh, She is my shadow work coach. I have just made leaps and bounds of progress. Lots of things are being kind of put together, connecting the dots between childhood and current times. It's so freaking awesome. Um, I love it when I don't say fuck on the podcast. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. I'm just going to say it. It's fucking awesome. Um, Anyway, she gave away a free session. Um... And the winner, we did a little IG live to announce the winner. And the winner left a review on Apple Podcasts with the name of Tasha490. So Tasha490, please contact us. We're so excited to put you in touch with Rachel so you can get your mini shadow session with her. Um, send me a DM on the Instagram, send me an email. My email is hello at sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. If you're not Tasha and you just want to say hi, go for it. I would love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, please reach out. Don't be shy. We want to connect you with Rachel and congratulations on winning. And I wish you the best of luck, especially with your shadow, because we all know we need it. Um, and what else? Um, following the heels of last week's goals, 2020 goals episode, I am hosting a goal setting workshop for 2021. We are going to make 2021 our bitch, you guys and and gals and everyone in between. And, um, let's do this together because doing it together is so much more fun. So the workshop is going to be on January 6th. I believe it's 6 p.m. PST. We are going to go um, through what you accomplished in 2020, which was the craziest year I've ever had. Probably the most crazy year, craziest year in recent history, TBH. And then we're going to go and set some goals for 2021. And we're going to set some big goals, but we're going to ground them in some realism so that, you know, at the end of 2021, you're checking things off. But, like, you don't want to check everything. Uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Wait. I was going through the workshop description right when my dog um, was doing her guard dog duties. So let me just keep talking about that. So uh, we're going to set some big realistic goals for 2021. And then we're going to do a little bit of unblocking. So we are going to um, run through some questions that will help us try and figure out what our subconscious believes about us having those goals. Because we want to get the subconscious on the same page as our hopes, dreams, and desires. And doing that together, we're going to help um, unblock and like have a little roadmap to like what you're going to need to work on in order to achieve those goals, right? So a goal that I set for 2020 was to save $24,000. I have not achieved that goal. And um, I think that I got some I got some subconscious work to do on savings, <laughs> clearly, because I just climbed out of a shit ton of credit card debt. So um, I need to ask my subconscious some questions 
to see what um, what's holding me back. Why why don't I want to have twenty four thousand dollars in the bank? What do I think about people that do have $24,000 in the bank? What does it mean if I am that person? Because my subconscious, my sweet little subconscious is always trying to protect me. And um, unfortunately, it thinks like a seven-year-old, and which is, you know, a beauty and a curse. Um, anyway, so we're going to do some exercises to work on that. And it's going to be super, super fun. So I'm really, really excited about it. You can go check out more at sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H. C-O-H-I-N dot com. And for, I've got a big offer for five people. So we're going to do $5 off for the first five people. That's an early bird discount. Everyone loves an early bird. And if you go to my website, sarahcohan.com, you'll see 2021 goal setting workshop. You can click on that and sign up to get that early bird discount. It's awesome. Um, okay, so want to do a little check-in, of course, which I do always at the top. Um, it's just an interesting time. Like, San Francisco's still... Okay. It is obviously Christmas because we just got deliveries on my street all day long. And I got to say, this is the <laughs> second time that my lovely pup, Frida Bonita Baby, um, is doing her, performing her guard dog duties like a great dog and announcing anyone that is on the street. She does this thing where, like, if someone is walking across our street, as soon as they get halfway across the street, that's when she starts losing her mind and barking like so crazy. And I will say this dog loves humans. Like she stares at people. She like she mesmerizes people on the street to come over and pet her. Like she freaking loves humans. She like my friends, she goes ape shit when we see them. Like she, it's like it's it's like she is just ecstatic to see people, but strangers that are around our house <laughs> are like her mortal fucking enemy. So Anytime someone is crossing the street, like my neighbors all came out last night. Um, they were, I think they put lights up up on the roof or something. And they, oh, there's like a bunch of them that live together, a bunch of housemates. And they're all super young. So like around eight o'clock, like 10 of them came out of their house and everyone like they were like in the street looking up on their on their roof and like looking at their lights and a few of them kind of crossed over to the middle of the street and literally as soon as i hit the middle of the street my dog just lost her f- fucking mind and we all laughed and waved at each other but <laughs> it's kind of funny so anyway if you're on my street frida will always say hi to you she's also known as the dog from the window um in case you are here in San Francisco. Anyway, um, my che- I feel like that's my check-in, honestly. <laughs> my um, codependent relationship with my dog is one of my absolute favorite things. Leanna um, is the guest on the show today, and she is an aura reader. Um, I did an amazing, amazing session with her um, a few weeks ago, and she went through all the different chakras and investigated kind of what was going on in them. A lot of interesting stuff came up. We didn't talk about it on the episode, but when she got to the outer chakra or my kind of past lives, um, the funniest thing came up, like um, a cord from a spirit, which she had actually never seen before, was um, tied to me. And apparently it was a past life where I was someone's sex slave. And it was kind of like a dom-sub relationship. And they still had a cord on me in like the spirit realm, wherever they were. She described it as like a black shadowy, um, like uh, ephemera almost. So that was wild and like so crazy. She cut the cord. Um, I haven't really like explored that, but I, as I say in the episode, I like, there was a lot of things that kind of came together right at the same time I got the energy reading and I just, I feel like I'm all systems go right now, which is 
you're amazing. Um, so highly recommend working with um, Leanna. She shares her contact information at the end. And she's doing a little giveaway. It is Christmas. It is December. This is the month of giving. I fucking love it. It makes me feel like Oprah. Like you get a mini workshop session and you get an aura reading and you will, I will someday have cars on here. I swear. Um, as long as they make people happy, just saying, maybe we won't even have cars by then, but, um, she's amazing. Highly recommend checking her out. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. So that was it for my jacket. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, well, welcome to the show, Leanna. I'm so freaking excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So Leanna is uh, both a friend and an aura reader. And um, she gave me a recent aura reading, which was just phenomenal. I've actually seen a lot of shifts since it happened. When was it? Like two weeks ago? I can't even remember. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Wow. Like, yeah. So a lot of stuff has happened. So I'm really excited to have her on the show today to talk about auras. We're going to talk about all things auras. We're going to talk about energy, chakras, chakra colors, all that good stuff. Yay. Uh, Yeah. So let's just kick it off with just a really basic, simple question. I, when I was preparing for this interview, I told Leanna, I'm like, let me know if I'm leaving anything out because this is just an area that I'm like, I am not well-versed in, so <laughs> I'm learning, I should say. Um, so tell us, what is an aura? So your aura is the space around you. It's not empty. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard the term, my bubble, <laughs> like, get out of my bubble. <laughs> um, your bubble is your aura. It's the energetic field around you. We are energetic beings and we do produce a small amount of electricity so you can think of it as the electromagnetic field around you Um, anything that produces energy has that field around it so the there are seven layers to the aura the first being the closest to your body the seventh being your outermost layer and they do correspond with seven of the chakras and the chakras are internal they run up and down your spine and we can talk a little bit about the chakras if you want to but chakra is sanskrit for wheel Mm. and those are the energy centers within your body so i kind of think of it like the your aura is like the glow that your chakras are producing whoa I'm already learning so much. I love this. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense that it's a wheel because we like talk about spinning, spinning chakras or, mm-hmm. um, wow. That's really yeah. cool. Okay. So what are the different chakras and what do they, what are like, what are they associated with? So starting with the first chakra, that's at the base of your spine. Um, that has to do with each of the chakras kind of have a different theme and they govern kind of a different area of your life. So the first chakra, again, at the base of your spine has to do with your survival information. And that's like basic survival, knowing when to take shelter, knowing when to feed and nourish your body, um, knowing when to rest, um, fight, flight or freeze, Uh (laughs) those kind of that knowledge, that basic survival information. And you can also think of it, um, it can have to do with like career, like how you provide for yourself and your family. Mm. Um, And that corresponds with your first layer, which again is the layer closest to your body. The second chakra sits right at your navel, right below your belly button. And that has to do with your emotional information. Also, your sexual information, your ability to generate um, that energy to create life, if you want to, or explore pleasure in that way. Um, But again, it's really heavily involved with your emotions. You can Mm. think about when people say they have a gut feeling about something, it's probably tied to the second uh, chakra. 
The third chakra is your solar plexus right at your diaphragm. And that, a lot of times it can be the biggest chakra and it can have like an outward motion. I think of it as the chakra that has to do with, um, like the title would be I do, like creative energy. Again, it can be tied to career, but more in that creative sense, like what you do with your time, maybe hobbies, um, how you interact with other people. And then your fourth chakra is your heart chakra, your heart space. So um, it's kind of an obvious one it has to do with love and compassion. It also has to do with how you feel about yourself, how you love yourself. And then your throat chakra, your fifth chakra is all about communication, mm. expression, how you express your, express yourself. Um, yeah. And then your sixth chakra is your third eye chakra. That's where your intuition sits. Um, how you see yourself in the world, um, your ability to see clearly. And then your seventh chakra is your crown chakra. And that is where your spiritual information can sit. It's kind of the overall knowledge uh, chakra. Your connection to spirit, to your higher mm -hmm. self sits there as well. And a lot of times corresponding with the seventh layer of your aura, that's where you house a lot of your past life information, which is a really cool um, when I do an oral reading, I start with the first layer and then we finish with the seventh layer. So it's cool to kind of see the bigger picture in someone's aura, kind of their trajectory as a spirit in this lifetime and past lives. So that's a, that's a really big, big one there. Wow. And when you're seeing an aura, like, are all these layers, like literally like one on top of the other, like protruding mm -hmm. outward? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. A healthy aura. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell us happen. more. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that can happen. Just living our lives, interacting with other people. We're all energetic beings and kind of going back to that idea of, you know, telling someone to get out of my bubble, <laughs> like, which doesn't happen too much these days, you know, cause we're <laughs> in COVID, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true. I can think of like standing in line at the grocery store and like feeling someone standing too close to you. Like sometimes it doesn't feel good. You know, you can really feel other people's energy. You can mm -hmm. feel their aura sometimes. So, um, yeah, we, we hold a lot of information in our auras. So, uh, what was your question? Oh yeah, what we were talking about um, what can happen to auras, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I'm just curious like physically what it looks like to you. Okay, so physically, so when I'm sitting in a meditative space and tapping in and like looking at an aura, it does, it, it starts to kind of generate out. Mm -hmm. um, but really, to be honest, when I look at someone with my eyes open, I don't see the orb around them per se. Um, when I sit in, in a meditative space and I'm tapping in to someone's aura, um, there's really, there's just colors flying everywhere. It's like more of the energy. Um, I don't necessarily see a perfect orb around someone. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a little different, mm. but it's more tapping into the energy. Yeah. Mm. Wild. Um, and then the next one, the question that you just touched on is what happens to them? I'm so curious. So yeah, a lot can happen with auras. Um, just in having personal relationships with other people, we take on other people's energy mm -hmm. into our space. We give our energy away. Um, and one way that can happen is we can cord 
other people. So you can think of the cord as just that it's an attachment between two auras where there's a constant exchange mm. of energy and it's totally subconscious. People don't even realize that it's happening. Um, and that can be a problem because one person can be giving and the other person is just taking. Mm. Um, so in a, in an aura reading and in a healing, I like to kind of cut cords. Mm. Now there is one healthy cord that I can talk about. And that is a cord from a mother to her child. Oh. And you think of an um umbilical cord mm-hmm. while the mm-hmm. baby is developing in utero, right? That umbilical cord is providing all of the nourishment that that baby needs. Now, once the baby is out and the cord is literally cut, the baby still needs a lot of care, like toddlers toddling around. They need like constant, you know, someone looking over them to make sure they don't hurt themselves. And kids are actually running off their subconscious until the age of seven. So that means that a child isn't fully conscious until that age. So I would say, I personally would say that the cord, the energetic cord between a mother and her child should be cut around that age, like seven, eight or nine, definitely by, by puberty, you know, (laughs) definitely by the time the child is 18, mother, cut that cord, get rid of it. (laughs) I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Yes. Don't contact your child's professors when they're in university you know Mm -hmm. don't do it (laughs) no we're done with that (laughs) cut those cords so yeah that's an example I was talking to one of Matt's aunts was a professor at Syracuse University and she was telling me Matt so sorry just for the record Matt is Leanna's husband yes also also a good friend (laughs) yes yes So I was chatting with her and she was telling me about all of the emails she would get from mothers. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, they haven't cut that cord. Wow. They're still like thinking that they need to hover over their child. And so, yeah, it's good to, to let your child go. I know seven seems kind of young, but they've gained consciousness. They can interact in the world around them independently at that time. So that's the one healthy cord, but again, seven, eight or nine, get rid of it. (laughs) And, you know, personally, my mother courts me all the time. Like I have to, that's one thing that I have to keep cutting. So it is something that can happen throughout your lifetime in your adult life. Um, Family, has you know a way of really getting in there mm-hmm. and not really holding boundaries so they are constant mm-hmm. reminders as how we need to really take care of ourselves and there's a lot of talk about boundaries right now which I love and yeah. kind of tuning in and checking in with your aura is a great way to see how your energy is around you mm-hmm. um yeah I love that another thing that can happen are holes you can get holes in your aura where the energy just is not moving at all um that can happen in a traumatic event Mm -hmm. if you maybe have a car accident or something like that or maybe you know experience some form of abuse um in those traumatic events i kind of see it as your spirit like leaving your body and then when your spirit leaves it's like the energy kind of it gets cut off and those holes develop Mm. another thing that can happen are wax and wax are like a direct like hit of negative energy coming from someone else Mm. they're they're not good, you know, it's a very negative thing, but if someone has very ill will towards someone else, they can kind of just send a little whack. So that kind of shows up in someone's aura as like a slash, like kind of a cut. Um, 
Sometimes auras can be a little closer to the body. A healthy aura is they say about three feet all around. I kind of think it if you stick your arms out like arm's length mm -hmm. all around your body. So sometimes an aura can be pulled in a little bit and that would be kind of like a guarding, like a protection. Mm. Or sometimes auras can be pushed out a little more and that would be like a push, a desire to like keep moving, mm. kind of an ungrounded feeling. And yeah, I think that covers about all of the things that can happen. Um, you know, the energy can just kind of feel stagnant as well. It's really the quality of the energy that you have too. You know, it can feel more like sludge, like it's not really moving or it can feel light and airy. So yeah, and everything in between. I love that. So when we did my reading, I'm just gonna share, I hope that's okay. Yeah. Um, I had a whack, <laughs> I had a cord. <laughs> Yes, all kinds yes. of things, all kinds of things. Um, and so we did a cord cutting for an ex that like literally won't go away. Like, love you so much. It's over. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Just so like I'm glad to hear that like you've had to cut cords like multiple times because it just oh, yeah. seems like this one will like not stop. Um, yeah. And then I had a whack from an, uh, like an older um, coworker, which was fascinating. It's like things that I thought I had moved on from without having done any like reprogramming or work on it mm -hmm. I was like still was we're, we're still showing up so like how long can these things persist they can go on you know for a long time you know I see a lot of events in a Reedy's aura from like childhood you know you develop certain patterns patterns in your life to you know heal from an event that might have seemed really small but really it had an effect on you so you hold that in your aura and it affects how you interact with your environment it affects how you feel about yourself so it can stick around for a long time but the fun part about getting your aura read and getting that information is that knowledge is power um what i will say about cords and wax when i do cut a cord people kind of have a little bit of fear around the cord being reattached and what i say to that is exactly that your knowledge is power in that situation so now you know that that cord was there it's gone and you can move forward in that relationship, especially when we have people in our lives, like I mentioned family, family's great for, you know, triggering us. We can move forward in those relationships and take a little extra care. We can, you know, before we see our family in person or even get on the phone, we can just take a couple minutes and just center ourselves, do whatever we need to do to check in and put up some protection, which we can talk about later. I'll give um, everyone some tips on what they can do to protect their auras, but they can move forward in that relationship with just that knowledge that it happened. And that right there is a shift. Um, like I said, there's a lot of talk about boundaries right now, which is great. They don't have to be verbal, they can. But that can also bring a lot of pressure. Like if you have to tell the person that was courting you that, you know, they're, you got your aura read and I saw a cord, you know, you're probably not going to do that. <laughs> you're not going to leave it. No more courting me. Stop it. And they're like, what energetic. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're courting me. So, but it's all energetic and they feel it. And what's really funny is that a lot of times when someone gets their aura read, I know for me personally, I would kick someone out of my space. Again, we'll go back to my mother because she's great for this. <laughs> I would Thanks, mom. Leave, yeah, I would leave the reading and I'd have a voicemail from her. You know, she'd call me or maybe she'd call me like within the next couple hours after the aura reading. And that to me was just validation that she felt it energetically, mm. you know, it's like, 
what's Leanna doing? Like, hey, she kicked me out of her space. Like, I'm going to give her a call. I'm going to try to get back in. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, give people the heads up, but try not to go into that space of fear because fear just kind of empowers the other person a little more or the, the event or whatever, because it kind of lowers your vibration. And um, again, it just goes back to knowing knowing how you want to feel, knowing what you want your, your aura to feel like, what you want the quality of your energy to be. And just setting those boundaries simply energetically or verbally, if you feel comfortable and confident to do so. Love that. Love that. Well, I'm glad you, so you gave me a heads up about my ex. You're like, so you'll probably hear from him. I (laughs) didn't, I did not, which is, um, to me makes me feel like okay maybe this is like maybe this yeah. is the last time like I feel good about that who knows fingers crossed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's interesting because we were talking about my family and like you keep saying family's very triggering family my family listens to this podcast I love you all I'm sure I trigger you too it's a mutual triggering <laughs> but I had an interesting week of like having to set boundaries with family around COVID. And I know so many people that are having the same issues around safety and having to set boundaries and having these really hard conversations. So I'm so glad that you warned me about my ex because it weirdly prepared me for like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) some of this stuff was going to come back to you. And it totally did. So I felt like a little more... I felt a little more prepared to deal with it than I think I, I would have been. I would have been like, where is the fuck is this coming from? I'm like, oh, I got it. I'm just cleaning up my aura. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally yeah. fine. People feel it. They do. They notice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It like, it reminds me of that. Like, um, it's that spidey sense when you're at the grocery store and you feel like someone's behind you. It's like, exactly. You know, that to me is, is the, your aura reading it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So during a reading, um, there, a lot of colors came up for me. So we were like, you were reading the color of the existing chakra and we were like putting some new color into it. So I'm so (laughs) curious, talk to me about these colors. What do they represent? How do they come to you? That kind of stuff. So for me personally, when I'm in the reading space, it's like a meditation for me. Um, the term downloading information is, is used a lot right now. And that's totally kind of how I envision it. It's like, I'm downloading the information that comes through. So I definitely see colors, but it's more of the quality of the energy. Um, Definitely colors, definitely kind of a visceral feeling. Um, And then images will come. So what people get tripped up on in even meditating, it's like, they feel like they should, um, do it a certain way. They should feel certain sensations with the idea of being psychic. People think that they should like see a perfect movie, but for me, it's like, I'm just kind of downloading more thoughts and like, Mm. Um, certain events will will show up but not in that sense of like a clear movie Mm. so I definitely do see colors and those colors are the kind of the first thing that come through and then it's more of you know tapping in with that color what kind of qualities does that color have Um, does it feel light and airy or more heavy and dense um what emotions come through with that color um and I can talk about different colors and what they kind of generally mean but I do have kind of an asterisk here that I want to put after um so we'll start with black and generally black can be that stagnant energy that's not moving um a lot of times it can it's like stuck energy that we hold in our aura, the blacks and browns too. Um, Red energy can mean like expansion, creativity, passion, orange too, orange is more creative as well. Um, Yellow is like that 
kind of happy cheery color that you probably think of when you see the color yellow um more expansion but also it's like interacting with your environment kind of I see it as like the social color your social circle um blue is more calming a lot of times blue can have like a spiritual quality to it so if you practice a certain religion or if you have a spiritual practice if blue comes through it can kind of relate to that um I've heard it's also the CBD of colors for the record oh very calming (laughs) yes so calming yeah (laughs) calming and healing yeah um green is more it's like the earth quality energy you can think of of, you know color the green that you find in nature Mm. um it can also denote like the material realm you can think of money like what would you buy with money kind of that luxurious especially like emerald green I see as like a very luxurious color Mm. um and then white is usually seen as like a very spiritual color it's like the connection to your higher self or to the universe god goddess um a lot of times if you talk to someone who's had a past or a near-death experience they'll talk about a white light Mm. and that's supposed to be like the you know welcoming color to the spirit world um and then gold gold is a color that's very neutral Mm. gold is great for kind of replenishing yourself um yeah it's a very high vibrating color so I know a lot of people like to work with that to again just kind of cleanse and clear and kind of it's like a good reset button cool but the asterisk that I have here is that I subscribe to the idea that none of that is set in stone and I've seen it in the readings that I've given yellow for someone might not be a very cheery color Mm. um I have an example I was giving a reading a couple weeks ago and I saw like a yellow cloak around the woman I was giving a reading to and underneath that cloak of yellow was actually a lot of grief like the Mm. yellow was like was like I said it's cheery and bubbly but it turns out that she was wearing that cloak as a form of protection for the people around her Mm. in a very difficult time they lost a family member and so she was the one that stepped up to the plate to provide for her family members like emotionally Mm. and physically she she took care of everything because the people around her weren't able to so that yellow actually wasn't serving her Mm. like we needed to get rid of it we cleared it out of her space so that she could have room to grieve um another example going back to black and white black can actually be a really healing color for someone and I've seen people pull black in if you think of black as the color that absorbs Mm. all of the other colors and I've seen black like actually kind of glisten um like a sequence like with all the colors kind of glimmering in and I've seen that be a really healing color and white I've actually seen sitting in someone's space and it kind of conveying the message that they were going on autopilot Mm. they were like seeing their subconscious a little too much they weren't really conscious a lot so what I would say to the color topic is you know, be more subjective. You know, if you pick up a book about auras or energy, you're going to see the grid. They're going to tell you what orange means. They're going to tell you what blue means. But I think it's a little more subjective than that. I love that. I love that. Wow. Wow. And it just shows like how, yeah, that we're all just so unique. Exactly. I got a lot of fuchsia during my reading, which I love. You're like, I haven't said the word fuchsia in (laughs) how long. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that checks out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's fascinating. 
totally fascinating. And I'm sure it's so interesting. So the colors that you pull in, like, how do you just, so for the reading, for my reading, you were like, okay, this is what is existing. And then you're like, okay, now we're going to pull this through the chakra. So I'm curious, like, how do you, how do you decide which color you're going to pull in? Like, I'm sure it's so intuitive based on kind of what's going on in there, but I'm curious to hear your process. Yeah. So again, it's just, I'm just watching the changes that you're making in your aura. So really Mm. I'm just witnessing what's happening. Um, A lot of times the, the energy that shows up first is like the energy that's on its way out. It's the energy that is holding the different messages that the reading needs to hear in that moment. Um, It's the energy that can be blocking us in that time in our lives. And kind of a little segue here, my interest in providing aura readings is to help people create what they want to in this life. Because I think that the ability to manifest is very real. And it's a very exciting time right now because there are so many different ways, you know, there's, you know, everyone has their manifestation program and it's Mm -hmm. so exciting because you can find what works for you. And in an aura reading, you can see what energy is hanging out in your space and get communication about what blocks you have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have patterns in our lives and we don't even realize that it's connected to a certain family member or to a certain past event. Um, And when you get that communication, you're able to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I go into a meditative space and look at someone's aura, like I said, a lot of times the energy that's showing up is on its way out. So I just kind of help to usher that energy through. And then as that energy exits, I tap in to see what energies are coming in. And those energies that are coming in is the healing energy that the reedy is, is bringing in. Wow. So really, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm just witnessing. Uh, I'm, I am helping to usher, like I said, that energy out and be kind of a healing guide. But yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I, I see change happen all the time. And these aura readings are an hour, an hour and a half long. And so much happens. Yes, and really, so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like two weeks ago, I was just feeling, I was feeling stuck. And now I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, let's get it going. Like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really, I, yeah, it's really incredible. Um, okay, so we kind of touched on this, but what happens to auras over time? Um, so again, if someone isn't paying attention to their aura, if they kind of just go about their lives, um, again, as I mentioned, the cords, wax Mm -hmm. energy can get stagnant. Um, sometimes I'll see auras kind of cut off at a certain point in their body, Mm. like, around their knees, maybe their aura doesn't reach their feet in the ground. And a lot of times that can point to certain physical ailments that one might develop. It definitely shows up in your aura. Um, Mm. Because if you have a part of your body that isn't, you know, running at its high and best and in a healthy way, the energy around it is going to kind of match that. So yeah, lots of cords, maybe energy is kind of missing. Like I said, holes can develop in the aura. So yeah, it's important to find what nourishes yourself and it can be anything. We all have different ways of replenishing ourselves. It can be exercise for one person. It can be a meditative practice for the next. It could be taking a bath. It can be getting a massage. You know, there's so many options for for everyone. You can find what works for you. But yeah, it, over time, our auras can look pretty depleted, <laughs> like this with brutalized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's 
so I'm curious for chords, like, do we develop or chords in all relationships? I would say so. Um, yes. And, you know, chords are a little difficult because we do develop them in even healthy relationships. However, it's good to kind of cut those cords to make sure that nobody's taking mm. from you. You know, you want to keep your energy for yourself. You need to replenish yourself. Um, but a good example of cords, you know, we probably have them. You probably have one with Adrian. I okay. probably have one with Matt. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Exactly. Bunch of hetero ladies so, over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a son. He's 14 months old. I know there's a cord there. Mm. Um, so again, um, they can be a healthy exchange, but again, it's more about keeping your space sovereign from other people mm. um and I think two people can come together with their auras fully intact without the need for any cords you know mm. it's just again it's just being aware of mm. your own space um but again going back to an example of a cord can be when you have kind of telepathic experiences with someone maybe your husband is on his way home from work and he brings home dinner and it was like just what you were craving or you pick up your phone to call him and he's calling you like little mm -hmm. things like that those mm -hmm. can be like a uh, example of a cord um but not all the time it could just mean that you guys are connected and kind of on the same wavelength the thing that i think um, we need to pay attention to with cords is when it's depleting us mm -hmm. and yeah been there been there repaired <laughs> been repaired but I've been there for sure yes yeah which like really for me comes up against like codependency which I was raised with and people pleasing which was my role in the family so it's a lot of yeah no it's interesting to like see it manifest mm -hmm. as energy in those yeah. like the, in those types of behaviors yeah yeah and I think you know we're not always passive in those courts you mm -hmm. know sometimes maybe we connected to someone else as a form of just feeling you know unstable maybe you didn't feel safe so you might have courted someone so again, moving forward after you receive that information, again, going back to when people kind of fall into the fear of that cord being reattached, you moving forward with that information, you know that you don't need that cord anymore. You right. feel completely safe and confident to move forward independently without the need of taking someone else's energy. Wow, I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, so what is your process? Oh, wait, sorry. You want to talk about order protection first? No, let's cover this first. What is your process, like your own personal process to get in touch or in tune or whatever it is for an energy reading? So grounding mm -hmm. myself is very important. Um, I take the time to, I call it running my energy. Um, I first ground myself and then I collect new earth energy. I connect to cosmic mm -hmm. energy and then I run those through, uh, certain energy channels in my body to kind of create new energy, to generate new energy, to clean out old energy. And then I turn down my lower chakras. Like I said, your first and your second chakras have to do with survival information and then your emotions. So turning down those two chakras kind of send the message to my body that it's okay. I'm totally safe sitting in this chair. 
I'm not hungry. I don't need to run from something that's going to attack me. <laughs> and then emotions. Also, it's important to turn down my own internal voice, my own internal emotions, so that I can see more clearly. Um, I do work with the space that I'm in. So I have a little corner set up in my bedroom. That's where I do all the readings. And I say hello to the space around me. I ground the room that I'm in as well and um, take ownership of that space and just give myself for full permission to be in my bedroom and to run this energy for myself. So all of those things. And it doesn't take long, just a couple of minutes to get my energy running, ground, um, check in with my higher self or a spirit guide if I want to work with a spirit guide. And yeah, that's um, it. And then I read from the center of my head mm. and that's the space. Um, you can use your index fingers, put them right above your ears. You can imagine a line from finger to finger. You can put a finger here between your eyebrows and then right at the back of your head. And if you close your eyes, and imagine where those two lines are intersecting, that's the center of your head. Or if you could just close your eyes and imagine the space right behind your eyes, that's the space that wow. I work from. Oh, I love that. Cause whenever I'm trying to <laughs> do my Akashic, I like, okay, so I love asking this question to readers because I think that you have just like the most intense way of having to get in touch or calm down or ground uh, grounding as you said so when I'm doing my Akashic record readings I'm like literally like I'm my or my attention is like out here like it's like yeah. two feet away from my head I'm like is anyone out there like I would love to talk to you it's yeah. so not at all like in here like so I love that idea of actually like connecting and um, using my fingers. <laughs> yeah, I really. Focus. I do it all the time. So I'm just like, okay, I where that. am I? Oh, I yeah. love that. You're like, you're in it. You're literally yes. in it. <laughs> get back in there. <laughs> like I need to get back in I love that um okay when did you realize you had this gift so I would just want to preface this by saying Leanna does have this gift it's incredible <laughs> I was at a sound healing with her and she was doing Reiki for people in the room and one of my um friends who was at the uh sound healing was like Leanna was just amazing like her Reiki like just cleared out my entire body and I was oh, like, wow. holy shit, like that's fucking rad. So I'm curious, when did you realize, when and how did you realize that you had this gift? Or do you not even think it's a gift? So, I, yeah, it, it took a long time to develop. I'll say mm -hmm. that there was many years of, you know, playing with different tools to develop this ability, which we all have, by the way. Mm. Um, I'd like to say that, but um, I was introduced to really all things metaphysical and esoteric by my dad's ex-wife, my then stepmother when I was 15. Um, she was even a practicing Buddhist. So Love. I came from more of a, you know, Christian, loosely Christian upbringing. Um, I didn't go to church too often, but my mom was definitely like, you know, she'd talk about God and Adam and Eve and all that stuff, but <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah. Um, so when I met my stepmom and she introduced me to that world, it was something that really resonated with me. And yeah, she introduced me to tarot cards, to energy healing, reading energy. And at that time when I was 15, she was taking classes at the Berkeley Psychic Institute along with my dad. He was going as well. And love that power couple. Yes, yes. So they would come home after their classes, all like charged up and really excited uh. about the information they were learning. And they encouraged me to go as well. So I went to different workshops. I got my aura reading all the time. I loved getting my aura read. Wow. And it wasn't until I was about 19 or 20 
um, over 15 years ago, mind you, (laughs) (laughs) aging myself here, (laughs) but, um, I started taking classes myself. And so all of my twenties were really about learning all the different tools, the basic meditation tools up to, um, the ability to complete an aura reading, which I ended up, I was at BPI for a couple years. And then I ended up doing a clairvoyant training at another school, very similar in the North Bay. Um, I think I was in my late twenties at that time, but I studied Reiki. Um, and yeah, that was, that was the path. So now you started really young. I love that. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And now here you are. (laughs) Yep. That's amazing. Um, so I'm so curious, what have you seen people like after a reading, like what have you seen people just accomplish or go and do? So it's funny. I'll, I'll talk about some validation first that we can receive. Like I mentioned, sometimes when we kick people out of our space, we leave the reading and a couple hours later or within that time, we hear from that person. And so that's always a fun little validation to receive. Um, One time I was giving a reading to a woman and her family lineage kept showing up. Like there was some information that she needed to hear there. And then she said the next day, a cousin reached out to her wanting to know about their family tree. (laughs) So instant she was like forced to go through her her lineage and to see what information was there outside of the reading space you know the wow. information that I had for her so that was fun to hear um the biggest thing is people people are aware of their space in relationships I got some feedback yesterday that I shared the tools of protection, just protecting your aura. And she was very excited. She used a few of the tools and she said she interacted with someone who usually would kind of take her energy and really leave her depleted. She left that interaction totally whole, totally feeling confident and just continuing on like the interaction never happened and she was super excited about having that ability wow that's huge. again it's just just knowledge knowledge is that power in in those certain situations um people find more clarity mm. after a reading like i said other people's energy kind of collects in our space and it clouds our judgment it clouds our ability to know what we want for ourselves. Um, Sometimes when people sit down to, you know, think about what they want for themselves or when people, maybe they have a lot of confusion or anxiety is also another good indicator of just other people's energy, just getting stuck Mm -hmm. in your space, causing that confusion, causing that anxiety causing you know you not being able to make simple decisions for yourself like sometimes even knowing what to eat like you go to a restaurant you're like what do you don't even know what you want to eat sometimes it's probably just a lot of accumulated energy in your space Mm -hmm. so people leave the the reading and they just feel more confident more clarity and just what they want for themselves. And that's really the biggest goal that I have in providing this, you know, service to others is I want to see people live the lives that they want to live. And it's, like I said, a very exciting time. There's a lot of talk about manifestation. So let's get in there and let's do it. Auras. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to tell us how to protect our aura? So there's a few different things. Um, I personally work with the imagery of roses and I like roses because they're big and beautiful and, you know, people love to look at 
roses, but there's a lot of protection there. There's those thorns and the stalk is very thick. So I like to imagine at the edge of my aura, just one rose, maybe one in each direction, one in front on either side and behind me. And I imagine those roses just collecting any energy that's directed towards me that's not going to serve me. And really, if it's positive too, just let that rose absorb any energy that doesn't belong in my space. Mm. Um, a lot of times people will also imagine their aura in like a glass case. Mm. And that can also just deflect any energy. Another one I heard recently, it was from Kiki the Opulent Witch. And one of um, the expanded episodes, she talked about working with mirrors. Mm. And mirrors are great. So you can just imagine a mirror at the edge of your space with the reflection pointing outward. That way, any energy that's directed towards you just bounces right off. Mm. So those are all great tools you can play with one you can play with a few and just find what works for you and yeah i love i love that rose analogy because it's like it's beautiful but it's also like very mm -hmm. it's also sharp yes like, yes you can be both <laughs> it can be both at the same time you don't have to be like boundary setting doesn't have to be loud and rude <laughs> yeah be, exactly it can be soft it can be unspoken and um yeah the lay, I feel like the rudeness is the last resort. <laughs> yes. For sure. I love that. Oh, it's so cool. Um, okay. Well, we have two things. So I'm curious, how can people get in touch with you if they're looking for an aura reading? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Leanna underscore Rovere. And yeah, you can send me a DM there. Um, Will you spell yeah. that for us? My name is spelled L-E-A-H-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A, and again, underscore R-O-V-E-R-E. -E. And Leanna has a really fun giveaway for us. I'm loving the giveaways. It's December. It's gifting month. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so she's giving away a free or reading. Mm -hmm which I highly recommend. Um, I, I want to hear about it. I want to hear from you how it goes. Um, and to enter to win, I'll see you on Jill. We're going to change it up this time. Usually it's Libra Podcast Review. Um, but we want to be able to get in touch with you directly when you win. So um, you're going to follow both our Instagrams. So if you're following me, it's at, it's, or sorry, it's at, it's me, Sarah Cohan, I-T-S-M-E-S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. And then follow Leanna Rover. Will you spell it for us again? L-E-A-H-A-N-N-A underscore R-O-V-E-R-E. Awesome. And then join the Lit AF email list. So go to the website, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. That's sarahcohan.com. And you'll see a little link, enter to win a free aura rating. And you'll see, um, just enter your email address and we will put you in the drawing. And... I don't know when we'll announce this. We'll definitely announce this next week. Maybe on an Instagram live. We haven't talked about it. <laughs> Maybe on the podcast. Not sure. <laughs> but we'll put we'll put the announcement up on Instagram so you can check to see if you've won for sure. Yay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Leanna. This has just been so educational and amazing and inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Oh my gosh. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Leanna is just, uh, she has a true gift, truly. I've heard it from friends um, and I've experienced it myself. And that was so cool getting to learn the different chakras. Like I've been wanting to study chakras or learn more about them. So this was um, a really cool session um, to learn about that stuff. And like, wow, what a gift. You know the instructions to enter to win. Go ahead and visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N to enter to win a free aura reading with Leanna. Um, and like I said, I am doing an early bird discount for anyone interested in joining my goal setting workshop for 2021. Um, that'll be $5 off to the first five people that sign up and that will be on January 6th at 5 PM Pacific time. 
Um, and you're going to get all kinds of stuff to help you set and keep and accomplish your goals for 2021. And of course, I'm for everyone, I'm going to throw in a little freebie. Um, you're going to get a mid-year check-in worksheet so that mid-year you can do a little check-in to see how you're doing with your overall goals, which is so exciting. So um, all of that, the workshop, the goal-setting workshop, as well as entering to win the free aura reading is available on the website. That's sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. Thank you so, so, so much. I hope you have a good one. Bye. That's it for today's episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review. Hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes and pass it along to a friend. Thanks again for joining. I hope you'll come back for more. In the meantime, check out sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. 